with you're going slightly high like me on the smell of Brasso. So, so if this talk doesn't go as planned, it's not the lack of preparation by the bishop, it's the Brasso at the back that's uh, had a bit of an impact. So we can always blame David Bambury if something goes wrong. But, um, and talking of things that go wrong, I had a rather difficult experience yesterday after leaving the Dyson Donut Cafe for breakfast. Because I went back to the station car park and uh, paid for my stay, you know, through the, the ticket, and, uh, and then got back to the car, and the car wouldn't start. And all the lights came up on the flashboard, on the, the dashboard there, and I thought, help, what on earth's wrong here? And I tried this, and I tried that, tried absolutely everything, and I couldn't get the car to start at all. So uh, I needed, well, I needed two lots of help from somewhere else. I needed somebody to come and reset the computer in the car because there'd been a kind of a meltdown in the engine somewhere and so I needed somebody else so I had to ring up and ask for help and the AA were very good and said they'd be there within an, uh, well about an hour so that wasn't too bad um, and uh, so I had to wait and uh, the AA came plugged in his computer um, set everything back to square one to the default and then uh, just pressed the button and the car just started immediately um, and then, of course, I had to get out of the car park. And because I'd paid for it an hour and a half before, um, you know, I had to get to the barrier and ring and ask for help again because I couldn't get out on the present ticket I had. And the lady there had to do all sorts of different things in order to be able to lift the barrier for me to be able to get out. I needed outside help from somebody else to do something that I couldn't do myself. That's what actually happened. Yes, and I'm going to tell you, considerable relief when the AA turned up, considerable relief when the car started, and considerable relief when I got home. And fortunately, not, uh, not too late. Outside help sometimes is necessary to do things for us that we cannot do. There was nothing... I said to the AA man, could I have solved this myself? No, he said, you couldn't have done it. So I didn't feel too foolish in having asked for help. Because sometimes you ask for help and they turn up and they just, well, look, it's only this. And you could have done it yourself. That so often happens, doesn't it? But on this occasion, he said, no, you couldn't have done anything to have got this sorted. You needed somebody else to come and help you to be your rescue. And I want to say on this Passion Sunday, when we remember the cross of Jesus, that the cross is outside help by God to do something for us that we could not do for ourselves. Outside help. And uh, the verse that I wanted to think about from that reading a moment ago, Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6, is the one that uh, will help us understand that a little bit more. Isaiah 53, verse 6. If you've got your Bible and want to see it, it might be helpful. Um, let me read it. We, all like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. These are words spoken hundreds of years before Jesus arrived on earth. And Isaiah 53 is an extraordinary prophecy of what actually was going to happen hundreds of years later. And it's extraordinary how much of what was said so long before came true in the detail of Jesus' own death. Many of these prophecies were fulfilled on that first Good Friday. And uh, that verse 6 of chapter 53 is a particularly helpful one. 
we all like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own. So we've done something that we need outside help in dealing with. But the Lord, that's God in heaven, has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. And I remember somebody once explaining that verse to me by using hands and, and a book. This hand here represents you and me. And this hand here represents Jesus on the cross. And this book represents our sin and our wrong. And then the verse goes like this. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. That's us. And our sin is there. And it cuts us off from God. And however much we pray, we can't really seem to be able to get through. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to... But the Lord, that's God in heaven, has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. So Jesus, when he died, cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He couldn't get through because he was bearing the sin of the world. Not his own, because he had none of his own for which to die, but uh, but ours, yours and mine. When he died, it was for us that he died. And what's the advantage over here? Our sin has been taken away and we can come to know God And the barrier that was between us and him has been removed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. But the Lord, that's God in heaven, has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's the glory. That's the wonder of the Christian gospel and the Christian good news. Outside help was necessary. And God intervened and did something for us that we could not do for ourselves. Let's see if we can just learn that verse together because it's such an important verse. And if you can remember it and then think of it during the week that uh, comes ahead and then up as we come to Good Friday, that will help you understand how remarkable God has been for you. So I'm going to say a sentence and then you say it after me and then we'll try and do it with Bible shut and, um, yes, see how we get on. So... Last time I did this, I got it completely wrong. So I'm, I'm going to have a crib so I can give a good lead and make sure I don't mistake um, and, and lead you astray. So, I'll say it first. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And the reference is Isaiah 53, verse 6. You have to put the reference in, otherwise there's no point knowing the verse. If you don't know where it comes from, then you can't really use it. So let's see if we can say it all as a verse together. And you can have a Bible even if you wanted to cheat this time, but then we're going to shut Bibles and see if we can do it by memory. All right. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Not bad, that's pretty good. Right, shut Bibles, let's see if we can do it. All right, together. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53, verse 6. I think that's pretty good. Well done, St. Stephen's Broadgate. That's, uh, that's very good. That's why Good Friday, that's why Christian faith is so important. God has done something that we could not do for ourselves. Outside help has provided a rescue. 
Let me just tell you another story. And I heard of this this week um, of a man who was in debt. And uh, he was paying off his debt bit by bit, little bit each week, just a few pounds that he could afford. But then he got ill and he lost his job. And then another family member came to live in the house with him and he had extra expenditure. And he was unable to help himself. His debt was just getting worse or had the potential to get worse and worse. And then the person who owed, who he owed the money to wrote to him and cancelled the debt and said no further payments were required. And I can tell you, that man wrote a letter of thanks, of gratitude, appreciation, of relief, of joy to the person who had cancelled the debt so he no longer needed to pay it. But for him, outside help was needed. He couldn't have sorted that problem himself. Again, just another illustration of the outside help that the cross is when Jesus came and died and paid the debt that we owe, the debt of our sin, and he paid the lot. He didn't just pay a part of the debt, he paid the whole lot of the debt so that we might be completely forgiven. And the thing is that he invites us all to make some kind of response to what he has done. That outside help that he has given, he then makes an invitation and says, and what are you going to do with what I have done for you? And like all invitations, people deal with that invitation in different ways. Sometimes we ignore the invitation. We're just not interested and we tear it up and throw it away. And that's what some people do with the invitation that God has given to them in the person of Jesus Christ. Other people postpone the invitation and they put it on the mantelpiece and say, well, I'll deal with that later. I'm not going to say yes or no. I'll wait and see what my other commitments are going to be. And then if I, nothing better comes... Oh, no, we won't say that. If nothing better comes along, I might say yes. That's what we sometimes do with invitations. Postpone making a decision. But then there are times when we hear and, and receive that invitation and then we accept the invitation and we say thank you for the invitation and we respond to it. And that's really, I suppose, what today, these few days have been about here at St. Stephen's in the school and the different events that you have had. Encouraging people to hear the call of God, to understand what he has done and then to make a decision not to ignore not to postpone, but to say yes and thank you. And to help us with that, I've got another little illustration here. And uh, this is the story of the three crosses. And uh, you remember when Jesus died, there was uh, Jesus and uh, a thief on either side. There were three people crucified on the same day on that Good Friday. And Jesus was in the middle... And because he lived a perfect life, I've uh, painted this bit of uh, cross uh, a, a white colour to show that he never did anything wrong. But the thieves that were on either side of him had lived some pretty terrible lives and had done all sorts of terrible things that were wrong. And so talking of what David did earlier on about the mess that they had made, they made a terrible mess of their lives. So that was the scene on Good Friday. But certain things changed on that day that have had an impact upon the whole of the rest of human history. And the first change that took place 
was this, because Jesus, when he died, he didn't die for any of the sins of his own because he had none of his own for which to die. But he died for yours and for mine. So he bore the sin of the world. And he took that sin upon himself. Peter, in his letter, says he bore our sin in his own body on the tree. And so he was cut off from God because of our sin and wrong. And he cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so there was a sense in which that was the first change that took place on that first Good Friday. Jesus bearing the sin. There was darkness over the world. Do you remember all those uh, illustrations? But then there's a story of what changes with the thieves. Because one of the thieves railed at Jesus, this one on this side. And he said, if you're the son of God and you're the Messiah, why don't you save yourself and save us and we can all go home and have tea? Wouldn't that be good? And of course, Jesus could have done that. But he gave no time for Jesus and mocked and ridiculed. If you're the son of God, why didn't you do something? But the other thief, he turned to Jesus and said, Lord, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. There was the second change that took place on that first Good Friday. The first was Jesus bearing the sin of the world. And then the second was that thief being assured and promised forgiveness, eternal life, and hope. Today you will be with me in paradise. Well, of course, there was one other change that didn't take place on Good Friday because Jesus didn't stay, as it were, in that t- uh, on that cross or in the tomb. And, of course, he rose again and is alive forevermore. And, of course, we remember that on Easter Day. But I suppose what I want us to think for a moment as we look at those three crosses is to ask ourselves which of those on either side of Jesus represents where I am today. Am I like this thief who won't accept Jesus' invitation and uh, doesn't want to do anything about it? Or am I like this thief who's turned to Jesus and says, remember me when you come in your kingdom? And there's a decision for us then to make as, to, as we leave this church building today, as we go through these next few weeks, as we think of what Jesus did on Good Friday and then of Easter Day, are we going to be like this thief or are we going to be like this thief? And there's a decision for us to make. David, I think I've got to the point where I'm ready for you. Are you ready for me with your pennies? We will, uh, we'll sing. All right, and then David will pick up this theme uh, in a moment. So we'll now sing, when 